This is Your Business Unleashed, a podcast about building a business that makes money without you. I want to help you grow your company effectively so you can enjoy your work and your life more. I'm your host, Clayton Aiken. I'm an accountant and business advisor, an entrepreneur and a family man. Every episode, I'll provide simple, actionable insights for entrepreneurs who want to get off the treadmill. We'll talk to other business owners about their journeys and industry experts about the tools that they use to gain a competitive edge. Let's unleash your business. Hello, business owners. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's time for skating with Santa, family get togethers, and of course, my favorite part, tax time. I'm going to talk about some easy things that every business owner can and should do at your end time to make sure that their accounting is up to snuff. I'm a believer that business owners shouldn't be doing bookkeeping themselves. They should pay someone else to do it because their time is way better spent on RPAs or revenue producing activities, leadership and business building. So unless you earn revenue from bookkeeping, you shouldn't be using your energy on it. That said, business owners are responsible for their businesses and they need some basic tools to make sure that they are getting the information that they need from their books and staying off the CRA's radar. If you don't have a good bookkeeper and up-to-date and accurate bookkeeping, you may as well stop here and fix that problem first because you won't be able to do any of the things that I'm about to talk to you about. Okay, so bookkeeping and financial review. Let's discuss several reports that can be generated from inside your accounting software and that you should review regularly, but at least at your end. Guru by Aiken Henderson customers are provided with most of these reports monthly, but for everyone else, I've included uh, the link to a blog that I've posted that mirrors this episode, and it has links to all the reports that we're going to talk about in both QBO and Zero. A lot of these links will contain advice on how to fix discrepancies that you find in the reports, but as a reminder, fixing these things should be your bookkeeper's responsibility and not yours. Your job is to bring it to their attention so that they can make the changes necessary to keep good, consistent books for you. Okay, the first thing that we're going to look at is your cash, debt, loan, and credit card balances. You should compare the year-end balances in cash, debt, loans, credit cards, lines of credit with your year-end statements that the bank provides you. Lots of the time, the year-end balance in your accounting records will be different from the bank's statement balances at the end of the period. These differences are called reconciling items or reconciling amounts. These can include checks that were received but haven't been cashed yet or payments that haven't cleared the bank. Your bookkeeper should be preparing reconciliation reports for each of these accounts every single month and certainly at year-end. If the reports aren't done, then there's a chance that not all of the transactions in your company have been recorded. So review the year-end reconciliation reports for each of your bank, debt, loan, credit card, and line of credit accounts to make sure that the uncleared checks and the uncleared payments listed on these reports make sense. Common mistakes that we see are items that are more than a month old or double recorded payments or checks that will not clear the bank again, and so they'll just sit on there and get stale. Generally, valid reconciling amounts will be less than a month old and in most cases less than two weeks. 
Okay, next let's talk about accounts receivable or AR and accounts payable or AP. Checking AR and AP aging reports is probably one of the lowest hanging fruit items in terms of making sure your books are right. So go in and run an accounts receivable aging report monthly and at year end. This report will list all the money that is owed to your company, who owes it, and how long it's been owed for. Run this report and check first that the total amount on the aging report matches the year end balance in your accounts receivable general ledger. Once that's been matched, you can go and look at the individual amounts that are actually owed to you in the aging report. Most business owners know exactly who owes them money, so this is a surprisingly quick check. Once you've established that amounts are actually owed to the company, you should follow up on those amounts with your customers because not having this cash can be crippling to your business. A common error that we see in this report is when an invoice has been double uh, recorded. A receivable will show from a customer that has already paid you. If something looks strange, you can always pull up that client's record in your books and make sure that there's no doubled up invoices. So the same goes for AP. Go in and run an accounts payable aging report monthly and at year end. This report will list all the amounts that your company owes to others, who it owes, who it's owed to, and how long it's been owed for. So run this report and check first that the total on the AP aging report matches the balance in your accounts payable general ledger. A common error that we see uh, with this report is when bills have been double recorded. A payable will show to a vendor that has already been paid. Also, look for suppliers on this list like restaurants, gas station, coffee shops. Look for those because they don't extend credit. So if you see Starbucks on your AP aging report, chances are there's a mistake. They don't extend credit there at Starbucks. Okay, next you're going to look in your property and equipment general ledger accounts. So you're going to remember the things that the company purchased during the year. So maybe 10 computers or some office furniture, or maybe there was some leasehold improvements. Recall the approximate amounts that was spent on that, and then go into the property and equipment general ledger and look for additions to these accounts for those approximate amounts. If you don't see them there, then it's probably time to have a conversation with your bookkeeper about where those amounts were recorded. Next up is taxes payable and the CRA online account. Most business owners like to keep their distance from the CRA, and the best way to do that is to make sure that your tax and installments are paid up on time. At Guru by Aiken Henderson, we advise our customers um, what their tax bill and next year's installments will be on every year-end letter. And this information can also be found in CRA's online portal on notices of assessment and installment uh, advices. If you don't yet have access to my business account, press pause and go and get it. We've included a link to CRA's My Business account in the accompanying blog to this episode. Once you're in the portal, here's some important things that you should do at your end time. So first, you should go through all the mail that the CRA has sent you during the year. Um, send anything that's alarming to your accountant right away. Often, there's only a limited window of time to respond to the CRA or respond to notice of assessment that look off uh, before bad things start happening. So make sure you get on that stuff right away. Next, review overdue balances in your corporate, GST, HST, and payroll account. Get these balances paid off right away. By the way, for Q1 2023, overdue balances are going to attract an 8% interest rate. So the CRA is not 
a good lender and not to mention the sweeping powers that they have when you don't pay them for long enough. So next, check and make sure that all your balances um, on your installment requirements are paid up and up to date and then compare your tax balances sitting in each of your corporate GST, HST and payroll accounts to the balances that are on your financial statements in your tax accounts. If the two don't line up, then it's time to have a discussion with your bookkeeper to dig in and get those fixed. A good exercise to get into at year end time is to set up calendar reminders about your tax installments and other tax due dates um, right in your calendars. I also uh, take it a step further and I schedule my installment payments for my corporation right in my online banking at the start of the year. And then I don't worry about it for the rest of the year, unless I'm having a, a year that's significantly different than last year. Then you can look at adjusting your installments. Talk to your accountant about that. All right, the next report that we're going to run is called a profit and loss statement. A profit and loss is a snapshot of performance over a period of time. I like to run this report for the entire fiscal year and then add in a second column with last year's performance and then a third column showing the amount of change from year to year. You don't have to do this in Excel or anything. Your cloud-based accounting system will let you add this data in really, really quickly within the reporting. So looking at the year-to-year -year change can be very beneficial to identify surprises in changes in revenues as well as individual expense items. Comparing the year-to-year -year variances to your expectation of how the company has been doing is a great exercise. And then you dig into these variances by clicking on surprise account balances in the report, which will open up a general ledger so that you can look through all the individual transactions that make up that account. Common issues that we see here are misclassified transactions. So add items that have been added to the wrong account or, for example, equipment like computers that's been added to like office expense instead of um, the equipment account that we discussed earlier. Another common problem that we see here is double reported transactions, which become really obvious when you skim through the GL. The next modification that I'm going to make to this profit and loss statement is I'm going to take out the two extra columns, but I'm going to add in 12 monthly columns. So I want to look at every month in my fiscal year in a single column so that I have a P&L for every month. And I'm going to look at variances from month to month. So this allows the business owner to see month to month fluctuations in their business and quickly identify oddities and double reported or missing transactions. For example, if you see that telephone expense is normally $120 every month, but was zero in September and October, then there's a good chance that a few phone bills were missed. If November entry is $360, then you'll know that three months were entered in November. This is maybe fine, but lumpy entries like this can make cash flow planning, uh, budgeting and forecasting a challenge because the uh, expenses ought to be smoothed out over the year. Next, I'm going to take the profit and loss, go right back to my total for the year. Um, so it's in a single column and I'm going to start clicking through all of the accounts that are in the profit and loss. It's a good idea to click through each of the revenue and expense accounts to bring up their general ledgers and scan the transactions in every account for strange amounts. TELUS, for example, probably shouldn't be entered in meals and entertainment. 
And there should likely be 12 TELUS payments for 12 months. Same goes for utilities and interest payments on a mortgage or car payments, maybe lease payments. Maybe there's an obviously doubled up transaction, etc. This is a good way to catch those issues. So we're done with the profit and loss. Now we're going to open up a balance sheet report. So a balance sheet is your company's financial scorecard at a moment in time. It shows the company's assets, so what the company owns or is owed and the company's liabilities, what is owed by the company. Um, and it shows it at any particular day or moment in time. I'll write another series uh, to help you understand all of the component parts of a balance sheet. But for year-end review purposes, it's important to run your company's year-end balance sheet report and make sure that the balances contained on it make sense. You've already reviewed several of the accounts already, um, like cash, debt, loans, credit cards, lines of credit, AP, AR, property and equipment and tax. So now it's your job to look at the other accounts on the balance sheet and ask yourself, what do these accounts relate to? So this may require a discussion with your bookkeeper in order to gain some understanding. And once you have the understanding, you need to ask if the balances make sense. Again, your bookkeeper should be able to explain the balances to you in a way that makes sense. And if they can't, well, then it's probably time for a new bookkeeper. Reviewing your company's balance sheet regularly and at least monthly is critical to ensuring a well-functioning bookkeeping system. Okay, the last part. So there's so many reasons that setting up an annual budget for the coming year is a good idea. For me, the main reason that you should do a budget is to set an expectation and therefore set your intentions as to what you'd like to see from the company next year financially. This gives you a goal to aim at and will help you take specific actions during the year to help you achieve that goal. There's a lot of steps between truing up last year's financial data and using it along with some assumptions to create next year's budgets and we'll save those steps for another podcast. For this podcast, let's just say that you should do it. The good news is that most modern accounting platforms like QBO and Xero allow you to set next year's budget right in their platform and then generate monthly reports to compare your actual monthly results to what you'd budgeted. This allows you to have a better idea on a monthly basis of how your business is performing compared to your expectations and if any adjustments are needed to the operations or the record keeping of your business. Without this information, business owners are often left at the end of the year asking what happened and then being completely frustrated because they can't use their financial data to answer the question of what happened. So I hope this has given you some good insight as to the basic steps that you should take to close off your company's year end. If you'd like to discuss how we can help, please reach out. I'd love to chat with you about your business. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again next time. This episode is brought to you by Guru by Aiken Henderson. Guru is a cloud-based finance team for growing businesses that helps entrepreneurs by handling their bookkeeping, tax, and year ends, and gives owners the financial insights that they need to make better decisions.